Welcome back to Checking In, the Gross Point Public Library podcast. Andy and I discuss what we've been up to and also cures for the winter blues. We also talk about our favorite beetle. Spoiler alert, it's George. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Super Bowl. Oh. Another snow. It was a very light snow, though. The sun's come out like once since we last had a podcast. Probably. I was, you know, I thought that all the forecast was expecting like four to five inches of snow, and I was like, that's no good. No. And I woke up, I'm like, where's the snow? I know. My son said, I woke my son up last night and said, I said, there's like an inch of snow outside. So he's been so excited for snow, and then when he woke up this morning, he's like, that's not even an inch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, sorry. Yeah. Tough crowd. Tough crowd. So what have you been up to? I was sick pretty mm-hmm. much from the last time we recorded. I went home after that, took a nap. And then just woke up right before this episode, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just came in. I lost my voice. I had a terrible head cold, ter- the worst sore throat I've ever had. I went to the doctor and she said it's a virus that lasts three weeks. Wow. Are you contagious? So, no, I feel fine now. Okay. Um, I still have a little bit of a cough. I think that's the last thing to go. Mm-hmm. But I called in my first Saturday. I've never called in sick on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. So, but I got some reading done and I watched some movies. So. What movies did you watch? Um, well, I think last time we talked about how I watched that Judy Garland. No, no, no. I want to talk about Judy Garland, but um, first I want to talk about Debbie Reynolds. I watched that Debbie Reynolds, Carrie Fisher documentary, Mm -hmm. Bright Lights. And I've never seen Debbie Reynolds in anything but Singing in the Rain, so I checked out um, The Unsinkable Molly Brown, which I had to return Mm -hmm. because there's just no way I'm going to um, watch it. And then I also got The Tender Trap which is a movie she made with Frank Sinatra. Mm -hmm. And she's very charming in it and very good. And he's charming for about 30 minutes. But, of course, you can't really watch, like, a romantic movie from that time without being mostly disgusted by (laughs) the the man's behavior. So that didn't age super well. Mm -hmm. He was, like, 36, and she was, like, 22. Mm -hmm. And he was, like, a drunk bachelor interesting that wouldn't commit he got engaged to this two women on the same night wow and she you know they fell in love in the end but i didn't think he really redeemed himself of course Mm -hmm. he's frank sinatra so i guess that Mm -hmm. that's just the way things were and then i watched judy the new oh you you saw that one yeah with renee Mm -hmm. zellweger um i thought she did it excellent job that's the best impression of somebody i've ever seen like makeup wise lighting wise she can't really um renee zellweger can't really cover up her voice Mm -hmm. that well she's got like a really soft voice and judy Mm -hmm. garland had like a put on soft voice she had like a strong voice Mm -hmm. um so that part didn't really flow but there were moments in the movie where you really 
it looked like Judy Garland. It was nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she's the favorite to win the Best Actress. I think she should. Yeah. that movie. And she did all the singing, and mm-hmm. there were a lot of ups and downs, and um, it was good. It wasn't necessarily about the most interesting time. It was about a very short period in her life with some flashbacks. Mm-hmm. I would have enjoyed it more if it was, like, her whole life. Yeah. Um, but that was good. And then I watched the cheer documentary on Netflix. Did you see that? Mm-mm. I know about it, but I've not you should see I've that. not watched it. Cuz I watched the the last chance you. I think it's oh, like okay. the same team that did oh, cheer. Really? Like that was about was like the whole Corsicana or whatever. It was like the football team. It wasn't the same high school, but oh, it was like about okay. like a junior college like football team. That's like the and best, like yeah. their trials and tribulations for yeah. the season and all this like stuff that I have to go through with the whole season. And then now I heard that they pivoted to the cheerleading team of a, like a high school. Yeah, it's I a think. junior college. It's a it is a junior it's college. It's a two year college. Okay. And God, they're so good, and they bust, and then they go into everybody's backstory, which is not. I usually don't like that when I'm watching like reality TV. Somebody's like making a cake, trying to win a cake contest, and they're like, "Whoa, my I just survived cancer, and my two children, blah blah blah." I don't like those sob the sob stories. Mm-hmm. But these went, like, deep. Like, they went home with some of the kids and, like, showed how some of them were growing up and how this coach is, like, their mom. Mm -hmm. Um, Because a lot of them had such poor home lives. Um, And then the ending is, like, you would have totally thought it was scripted. Of course it's not. It's a documentary. There's no way they could have... Planned for it. Planned for it. Just amazing. My husband and I both cried. We have no interest in cheerleading whatsoever, mm-hmm. but it was great. It's like six episodes or eight episodes. Yeah, I heard it was good because I think the the cool thing about at least The Last Chance You and I think this show is like they actually just went to the teams that were like the best yeah. in their yes. division, whatever that was. So it wasn't like you were watching some team trying Underdog, to figure right. out how to win or like whatever. Like you were watching like the top yeah. people trying to stay at the top. Yes. Oh, my God. The way they throw these girls is... Mm-hmm. Crazy, yeah. I'll I'll probably watch it eventually. I'm just not sure when I'll get around to it. Yeah, it was good. There's just too much of everything going on. My husband had to badger me into watching it. He was like, "I just keep hearing everybody mm-hmm. saying it's so good," and I was like, "Ugh." Yeah. Um, and then I watched uh, the first episode in the HBO documentary series McMillions. It's about um, mm-hmm. how the FBI investigated. Remember the McMonopoly. Yeah, someone it's, someone brought that up the other day. I couldn't remember what exactly it was about. I remember yeah, there was a, some fiasco about the McDonald's millionaire. Yeah, there was like a, a heist within the... And I just... So the first episode just aired, so you don't know if it's McDonald's or just some people that figured out how to work the system or mm-hmm. if it's like the ad company that was hired to make the Monopoly board for... Mm-hmm. You kind of don't know. And um, there's this rogue FBI agent who's hilarious. That was mm-hmm. good. And the last thing I watched was Toy Story 4 with my son. How was it? Tearjerker. Another, another. Toy Story always makes me cry. Those Pixar. Pixar's good like, at pulling uh, the heartstrings. Um, Inside Out. Inside Out. Oh, my God. That one, then, Bing Bong, gets me every time. Mm-hmm. And then they're, yeah, there's this, they're very good at what they do. Yeah. They tell very human stories through their animation. Yeah. I'm just surprised yes. that there's four Toy Story movies. I know, and I thought this, I thought in the first half hour, like, this isn't going to be as good. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's kind of just about the toys. It's not really about 
like there's anything no kit. else. There's no like one, you know, Andy's gone and mm-hmm. um, it was, yeah. but it was very good. And I didn't realize that um, the Bo Peep character is voiced by Annie Potts and I really like her. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. was good. Well, looks like you were busy. I had this all from my sick, sick from my sick couch. That's sometimes that's what you get. Like sometimes hacking what you need. and watching movies. Watching movies. Yeah. Sometimes that's what you need. Yeah. Just to sit down and relax. Um, but yeah, I watched a couple things. I watched Phantom Thread. Um, oh, is that the Daniel Day? Yeah, that was his Daniel Day Lewis's last role. Um, it's directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, who we worked with before on There Will Be Blood. But I liked Phantom Thread. I'm not a huge fan of fashion or like that whole scene. But it was a really good movie. What's the premise of that movie? He's a designer. Yeah, he's like a he works for that. He's like a fashion designer in like forties or fifties London, and like he just dresses all like the famous people all oh, the time. Cool. Yeah. And it's sort of like him, and then him finding a muse to inspire him and all that stuff, and also about like how fashion changes, how he's like not able to keep up with the times. Yeah. And stuff, but it's really it's really interesting, and of course he brings it as always. As, as Daniel Day-Lewis does. Yes. Um, but it was really good. I'd recommend that movie. Um, I also started watching You because I heard that was pretty yeah, decent. Yeah, a lot of people have been talking about that. That's the, the stalker. Yeah, it's that stalker show. Um, but yeah, I started watching it just because I heard it was good. So far, so good. Well, Not good. very far in the first season, but so far it's pretty interesting. I think it's another telling thing about technology, how easy it is to stalk people. Yeah. Nowadays, with technology, especially if your privacy settings aren't set the way that maybe they should be, anyone yeah. can find and figure out where you are just based on Facebook posts, Instagram posts, like geotags and all that stuff. Yeah, it's not that difficult to I'm, track you down. I'm reading this book called Three Women that I want to talk about later, but it chronicles women and these like relationships and affairs and stuff, and the one woman says like I I stalked him well I didn't you can't even call it stalking I just went on Facebook but it's mm-hmm. but the information she got if if in the yeah. 80s somebody got that information on you you'd be terrified mm-hmm. but really it took her like five or ten minutes yeah you know? yeah and then um watching like on and off Shit's Creek still yeah just because it's one of the it's like comfort oh, it's food so good yeah just a really good show um I think the last season is airing, or it's done, yes. or it's coming out soon. Yeah. But that'll be something good to watch when, whenever I'm just feeling like I need to watch something mm-hmm. fun. Did you watch the finale to The Good Place? Because I never watch I it until it comes on Netflix. Yeah, I never watched it, because I used to have Hulu, but I don't have it anymore, so we watch it, like, the day after. But we haven't. I haven't watched any of this season yet. I haven't either. So My um, friend said I gotta I've do it. I've stayed in the dark relatively good, though. Yeah, Usually, I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, so I know, like, it's over and everything, but I don't know anything about it, which is, I feel like it's rare in this day and age to not spoil yourself yeah. accidentally. Yeah. Maybe the show's not as big as we think it is, or it just, you know, things just come and go so fast that right. it's in people's minds for, like, the day or mm-hmm. day after, then it's gone. Because BoJack Horseman also ended, too. Oh. And I like that show a lot as well, so I'll try to watch that, that too probably in the next couple weeks or so. Um, and I'm still reading some books. I'm reading the Edward Snowden. I don't know if it's a biography or just it's called Permanent Record. It talks about his like life and upbringing, about how he's living now yeah. based on what he did. 
with the leaking of the information. So I'm a little bit just started that book, but so far it's pretty interesting. And yeah, I'm still reading The Memory Police. I'm very slow right now in yeah. my reading. And I think it just the lull of other things I want to do. I'm not in a reading mode right now. Yeah. I'd rather be doing other things. But I th I'm sure I'll start reading quicker and more books down the road. I'm in a reading mood right now. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm reading that. Actually, I'm looking at my books that I am reading and just finished, and they're all sort of Valentine's themed. Mm -hmm. um, my son and I read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory together, mm -hmm. and then we watched the movie. And um, Which one? The good one or the bad the one? The good one, the Gene the one. Wilder one. Okay. Yeah. I love Gene Wilder. He has a really good um, biography called um, autobiography called Kiss Me Like a Stranger. Um, mm -hmm. That's really sweet. Um, but we read that together, and the library has... My son wants to read chapter books, but he wants a picture to be on every page. Because mm -hmm. um, he's six, so he still yeah. um, wants to look at something while you're reading. And mm -hmm. I really wanted to read him a Roald Dahl book. And uh, at the Central Branch, we have this... It's like a picture book copy of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, so it's really nice mm -hmm. for younger kids. It's got some sort of a picture on every page, even if it's just a piece of yeah. candy. Mm -hmm. um, but we we were, I'd never read it, <coughs> mm -hmm. so yeah, I heard that, that the Giant Depp version is a little bit more closer to the book. But well, there's a there's a sequel called Charlie and the Glass Elevator, and I think the Johnny Depp version huh. maybe combined those two. Okay, because there was nothing about. Um, what is dad? Willy Wonka's backstory okay. in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Of okay. course, I could have. No, it wasn't an abridged version. It was the. Mm -hmm. It was the whole shebang. But it, no, okay. we really enjoyed. Both of us really enjoyed that. And then I'm, um, I'm reading that three women, women book, which is a nonfiction book. This journalist um, wanted to talk about romantic desire among people, mm -hmm. and then she narrowed it down to just women because. Um, she was interviewing men from all walks of life, and she said all their stories of desire that they were telling her would sort of follow the same path where the women were really divergent. So she interviewed all these women, like lived with them for a time. She took 10 years to write this book. Wow. And in the end, only three women said, you can publish it. Wow. Uh, everybody else kind of was like, ugh, backed away. Mm -hmm. So there's, um, and a lot of the relationships are kind of taboo. It's really gra sexually graphic. Um, but it's interesting that all these women are in these really different situations and their mm -hmm. desire sort of mirrors each other. They're not really ever interested in the men. It's sort of all their imaginations, what they can do to like make themselves feel worthwhile. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm about halfway through that and that's a really like quick read. So that's so twenty like when did you, so this got published recently? Yeah. So this did year. you start doing this in like two thousand? Yeah. Okay. Or, well, no, like 2010 maybe. Okay. Yeah. Um, and um, one of the women like added her real name. And the other two um, used And the other pseudonyms. two used pseudonyms. Okay. So um, there's one woman that had, the woman that uses her real name slept with her teacher in high school. Mm -hmm. And then never told anybody, and then he was named Teacher of the Year, mm -hmm. like maybe five years after she graduated. And so she, came, she comes out mm -hmm. with her story and sort of gets just... Mm -hmm. bludgeoned by the press. Not the teacher? No, no. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the teacher does not bludgeon her. Anyway, it's a really, it's a fascinating book. And then um, the other book, I wanted to read a John Irving book. 
because I've only read The World According to Garp, and I loved that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I picked up a book with a heart on the cover because it's February. And mm-hmm. it's called Until I Find You, and it's about a, a boy and his mother who are following their the boy's father who left them. And mm-hmm. they know that he's obsessed with getting tattoos, so they're going around to all these tattoo places in Europe and trying to find out. Track them down. Track them down, yeah. yeah. If only they had Facebook in that book. They yeah, to find they do not. Quick. Yeah, they know exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she said you're reading a lot of Valentine's books right now? Yeah, or well, romance, those are, those are basically, so the nonfiction ones, romance, and mm-hmm. then the Until I Find You is sort of... Lovey Dovey and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is about candy, so mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. It's all Valentine's Day. Yeah. What is that? Oh, that's like next week, I think. Or yeah. so soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next Friday. Do you guys do... Uh, I had a friend's dad in when we were in junior high who said, because everybody was obsessed with those like carnations you buy, the cheerleaders mm-hmm. would sell the carnations, you try to count how many you get... And a friend's dad said that Valentine's Day is only a holiday for bad husbands who, like, need to prove themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I always remember he said mm-hmm. that. Well, yeah, there's other people that think it's just another Hallmark holiday. Yeah. Just to keep the cards in business and yeah, candy yeah. flowing after Halloween or something. But, yeah, we're probably not going to do anything because we have two kids. Yeah. So it's just too much of a hassle to yeah. try to do anything, really. I mean, every so often we will, but just not worth it yeah. to pay a babysitter, to, go. to pay to go out. I don't like going stuff. out on, like, uh, Valentine's and Day or Mother's Day or yeah. New Year's Eve. It's just crowded and, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I ate the best meal I've ever had. Um, we went to that lady of the house um, mm-hmm. in Detroit, and it was... Is it a new... Is that new? Um, it's a couple years old. It's okay. over in Corktown where um, that St. Cece's used to be, which is a really nice... Um, venue, I guess, that's mm-hmm. the word. But it was the best. What did you have? Uh, shrimp butter and shrimp butter. Shrimp butter. That's it. <laughs> they like <laughs> cook shrimp and like pulverize or whatever, put it in a blender, and then they mixed it up with clarified butter. And they must have done something else, so that tasted delicious. Mm-hmm. And then I had, I don't know, we had some fish and some salads. It's like kind of a small plates, yeah, place like fancy um, food. It wasn't, um, it was kind of homey. I mean, their dessert's like a donut, mm. um, but just mm-hmm. really well-made, very well-made um, mm-hmm. food. And what was the other thing I really liked? They had a um, really good cauliflower. Oh, cauliflower's like my least favorite food. Yeah. I don't know if there's a good way to make cauliflower. I came into cauliflower through marriage. I never ate cauliflower, and my husband's family eats it like 800 different ways. They... Like That's, they should make cook a, it and pour a cheese sauce on it, or they, they eat make it a raw. Cauliflower they, cookbook. They should. The Spence cauliflower cookbook. Yeah. Coming to a store near you. Yeah, and my husband makes. Um, we were vegetarian for a while, and we still go off and on. But he made this, like, fried cauliflower sandwich that was very good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a versatile food. I'm sure it is versatile. I just can't get over the fact that like. It looks like broccoli, but like when you eat it, it like the texture is completely different. Yeah, and it just like it's a weird texture. It bothers me like just a lot. I'm more of a texture person than a flavor person. Yeah. So most flavors 
don't bother me, but like the texture of foods well, you would are really problematic for me. Cauliflower rice, then. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I might give it a shot, but like it we'll just, eat it. It's just it's textures. Texture is <clears throat> my. I don't know. It's just something that I'm just not. What's a fan like of. the worst texture? Oh, I don't know. I think it's just like thinking something's going to be X and then finding out it's going to be oh, Y. Yeah. Makes it bad. It's just sometimes it's hard to explain what it is. It just doesn't feel right. So it's not like Jello or no Jello is like I don't like Jello like the 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 wobbly Jello. I guess the other one's pudding, but Jello. Yeah. I don't like Jello, but like I'll eat it. Like yeah. it doesn't that doesn't bother me. But like stuff like I couldn't tell you. Like I'm sure I've never had oysters, but I probably wouldn't. Oh like yeah, oysters. probably not. Yeah. Um, but that's just because I'm weird. Yeah. And stuff. No, I think that's a that's not a weird thing. I think that's but a Yeah, thing. and then an an update for me, I've also started going to the gym. Oh. Which New Year's resolution? I don't know if it's a New Year's resolution. It's just like it's time for me to it's get happening. It's time for me to <laughs> believe that I'm no longer in my twenties <laughs> going to the gym. So yeah, I'm going to the gym now and I've given up soda. I noticed that yeah. you don't have Mountain Dew. No Mountain Dew. No soda. Well, good for you. Do you feel better? I don't know. <laughs> for now, I'm fine. For the first couple of days, it was a little rough. The first day, I was like, oh, this is easy. Second day, really bad headache. I was like, oh, this is bad. Yeah. But I'm fine oh, now. Oh, you didn't wean yourself off of it? No, I just was like, I'm done. How often are you going to the gym? Right now, I went like twice last week. I haven't gone this week because I haven't been feeling as good because everyone's sort of been sick at the house. Yeah. So I'm just sort of doing that. But yeah, I'm trying to go at least three or four times a week because the gym I go to is like close to the work oh nice so it's just easy to go like after or before that's sort yeah. of my goal is to just do that cut out the junk food and get healthy we're trying to cut out the junk food too because it's not good for you even though it tastes delicious it's not good for you do you my um I've been sick as well and so we've been cutting out junk food trying to eat healthier and my husband's like oh my god I feel so good I feel so much energy I lost 15 pounds <laughs> and I'm just still feeling like crap mm-hmm. because I'm sick. You're sick. But when you're sick, you want mm-hmm. comfort food. You're going to be like, man, I started getting healthy and I got sick. I know. This, <laughs> this is what the a, worst. What a bad deal. I'm going to go back to eating French fries and, <laughs> and all that stuff. Oh, French fries. Oh, also that McMillions, that documentary, they were eating like they, it's like a reenactment. Yeah. So they don't have like a ton of the different things to show while these FBI agents are talking about what they did, so they often show like empty McDonald's bags and like mm-hmm. fries being poured out of the fryer. Mm-hmm. So that's tough if you're trying to eat healthy. Yeah, I, I gave up fast food altogether. So well, that's it's good. all good. That's good. Just different changes. You'll feel better. All right. So with that, we'll take a short break, and when we get back, we'll talk about things that we're doing to stop the winter blues. And we're back to talk about coping with the winter blues. Michigan is a very gray state when it comes to winter. As Annie mentioned, I don't think the sun's been out more than once this past couple weeks. And when it is, it's a sight to behold. (laughs) Yes. Because you're like, wow, it's not that cold out. The sun actually does keep me warm. Yeah. I know you forget what it feels like. Mm Mm-hmm. You do. But yeah. So for me, coping with the winter, I don't really know because I don't really. The winter doesn't bother yeah, me. Yeah, it doesn't bother winter you. Winter is my jam. Like that's my that's my favorite holiday. 
Not so much because of the gray, because I'm just more of a fan of the cold. Like, I'd much rather be cold. You like to bundle up and go out. Yeah, I'd rather just and... dress for the weather and be comfortable in the winter than, like, have no recourse in the summer. It's like, in the summer, you're just like, oh, I'm hot. Like, oh, well, I'm just going to have to deal with it or stay inside. Yeah. That's definitely a way, a good coping skill for the winter blues. For me, when I was younger, I would buy like a fashionable, a cheap, fashionable winter coat, and then you're even more miserable. You don't spend money on boots. Mm-hmm. If you actually like get the right kind of layers mm-hmm. so that you're not freezing when you go outside, it's yeah. less miserable. If you dress appropriately, you will not be cold. Yeah, I got some decent winter boots, so my feet are dry. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. That's my. I don't know if that's a coping mechanism for life or winter, but, like, buying nice stuff, if you can, is, like, the game changer. Because having nice things is just good, because they last longer, and you just feel like using them. Mm -hmm. So I've had, like, really nice winter boots, nice winter coat, just a lot of nice stuff that I'm like, oh, I could just put all this on. If it gets too warm, I can just take a layer off. I'm fine. We have some really good um, secondhand stores around here, too. I I buy mostly. I bought my shoes new but I buy mostly secondhand and you can get some really nice good quality stuff Mm -hmm. definitely um vitamin d is another good I actually did I I went to the doctor and I have a vitamin d shortage yeah I think probably which said was common I never it's never happened to me before but she's like yeah my doctor's like yeah it's pretty common so I got prescribed some vitamin d I was like cool yeah I think my mom's doctor told her everybody that lives in Michigan should be taking vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Um, I take it as well. And another thing we have at the library are sad lights, those seasonal affective disorder bright lights that you can look at or like do your makeup in front of it in the morning or just keep it on for I think 20 minutes a day or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I never used those before. You got those. Yeah, I have one. I keep it at my desk. I forget to turn it on. Um, so I don't know that I've been consistent with it enough to know mm-hmm. if it's a mood it, changer, but I have friends that do it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's a placebo effect, or do you think it's, like, science? Um, I don't think a it's a placebo. It might be a placebo effect, but it's not fun to look at. It's a... Are you actually supposed to look at it, or are you supposed to just, you're like... You're supposed to have it, like, on your face. Uh really close to your face interesting but not looking at it so mm-hmm. it's not a pleasurable experience while you're doing it mm-hmm. so um okay to me um so i don't think that people would continue to do it if it wasn't actually making them feel better mm-hmm. <coughs> apparently you can get like glasses or something oh really yeah that I think like shine can. light i have no idea what they do but i think you can get like special lens like glasses mm-hmm. that do something i'm not sure i know when i was um in high school, everybody went to the tanner. That was... Yeah, I don't think... a lot. There's still people that do that, but now people don't do that as much yeah. because of the the cancer connection. Yes. Do you remember hearing that? that uh, I feel like you would always hear a girl say, I'm getting my base. I need to get my base. Like my base tan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I never really understood. I'm like, I just go outside and get tan. Yeah. I'm not sure if one way is better than the other. Clearly, apparently, the tanning beds were problematic because yeah. people had a more prevalence to get cancer. Yeah, it's a concentrated dose, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sunscreen. 
you're gonna go outside sunscreen i wear sunscreen every day even in the winter apparently mm -hmm. sometimes if it's a really high uv day you're supposed to wear sunscreen even without probably won't matter because we're all wearing pants and layers yeah. and stuff but yeah but on your face you want to put I have mm -hmm. like a moisturizer that has sunscreen on it. Yeah, and then another good thing to do is just movies, TV mm -hmm. shows, just fun movies. Comedies are usually good. Yeah, we've got a lot of happy movies, musicals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't think of any comedies right now off the top of my head. I guess Groundhog Day, since it was just Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Game Night, newer movie, really funny. Game Night is excellent. We've watched that like... Four or five times. I yeah, loved, it was way I better than movie. I thought it would be. I thought be. it was going to be real dumb. Um, one of my favorite movies of 2018, I think it came out, 2018. And it was really good. I try to recommend that movie to everybody that has not seen it because it's just so good. Yeah, it was good. One of my favorite happy movies is I Heart Huckabees. We don't have it at the library, but you can get it through Mel. Um, it's got, it's the best movie Mark Wahlberg's ever made. Even better than Bogey Nights? I've never seen Boogie Nights. I should see Boogie Nights. You know I'm not. I know I haven't watched anything of yeah. cultural significance. You have not. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin Hoffman and Lily Tomlin are in it. Jude Law's in it. It's really cute. Um, that was David or Russell before he started working with Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. All the time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's like I think the only I think I did see that movie. I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, it's like. Um, Dustin Hoffman and Lily Tomlin are existential detectives. Well, yeah, I remember it was like, like a philosophical <laughs> movie, but it was yeah. just, I don't know if, I don't think I don't remember because it was bad. I just don't remember yeah, it because it was a long time ago. It's an old movie, yeah. And it just didn't leave, leave its mark on me. Yeah. You know what movie I've heard is really funny that is a movie like Game Night where I would like probably walk past it and be like, ugh, mm -hmm. is that Step Brothers movie. Have you ever seen that? It's, you know, Step Brothers is fine. Like, I just... Like, it is funny, but sometimes, some of it I'm just not a huge fan of. Like, I don't really like Will Ferrell oh, yeah. okay. that much. Like, I hate his comedy. He is just he hit, in that? He is in it. Oh, okay. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are, the, like, the stepbrothers. Oh, I thought it was a Matt Damon movie for some reason. No. Oh. No, but, yeah, Will Ferrell, I just don't like his comedy because it just seems more of, like, Will Ferrell says something, then he just shouts something. I think he is funny, but um, he's much I think better they give when he's him a subdued. Little, yeah, he needs to be given some boundaries. Because I think sometimes people are like, we got a Will Ferrell movie, let's just let him loose. Mm -hmm. You can't carry it. Although him and um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus are in a new movie that's like a remake of a Swedish movie. Mm, um, I think I saw something about yeah, it. I, can't, I don't um, remember what it is. I don't remember what the title is. They're at a ski resort or something. That looks good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but Will Ferrell, his best movie, Stranger Than Fiction. I love Stranger Than Fiction, yeah. Which? And that's based off a, um, a book, I think, or a short story by okay. Raymond Carver, maybe? Maybe. Or maybe I'm thinking that Everything Must Go movie that is also a good Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, that's another good one. Like, his dramatic roles are really good. Yeah. And apparently, that's how he actually is in real life. He's more calm and stuff. Maybe that's why his comedy's so crazy. Yeah. Because that's just how he, I don't know. Yeah. I think um, Tiffany Haddish is really funny, too. We've got some of her stuff at the library. Mm -hmm. Amy Schumer's funny. If you like raunchy comedy, we have at the library, we have her um, Comedy Central show. Mm -hmm. It's good for some laughs. Yeah, another another movie. Another, it's, like, it, it's not like Game Night, but it surprised me like Game Night was a new Jumanji movie. Oh, was that funny? Jack yeah, Black's funny. the one with Jack Black. He's a Jumanji, good, feel-good movie. The next movie, level, yeah. whatever, like the, the newer Jumanji movie that's out on DVD yeah. right now. 
was way better than it deserved to be. Yeah. And it was pretty funny. So that's another one I'd recommend. Um, and stuff. I guess if you also like, depending if you don't like comedies, but just over the top, the Fast and the Furious franchise. Oh, yeah, we just, saw like so. We saw that preview at the Super Bowl. And my husband was like, nine? Is it the ninth movie that's coming out or something? It is the ninth movie. Oh my god! Yeah, that's, I have not seen one. Of course, I haven't. Yeah, it's it's gone off the rails, but they're leaning real into it now. Yeah, which <laughs> I guess is fine because it's like so ridiculous. You're like. This is just awesome. Yeah, we're doing it. We're yeah. just we're doing it, and they make a billion dollars now. So yeah. of course they're gonna keep making them. Yeah. I didn't see the the spinoff. They have a spinoff like, no, there's a there's like a, if time travel were invented, someone went from after the first Fast the Furious movie, someone came back in time was like, you know, there's ten of these. to be like, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no way. You know what's a funny book um, that I probably mentioned? It's my favorite. I think it's the funniest book. I've ever read or it just got me at the right time um uh it's called Heartburn by Nora Ephron that would be good for the winter blues and good for Valentine's Day and it's mm-hmm. a movie too the movie's not as funny yeah funny books I mean there's just certain funny authors I like like I like Vonnegut's humor mm-hmm. but I don't think a lot of people like Find that funny, kind of humor yeah. like the black humor or just mm-hmm. very sarcastic yeah type we have stuff. A, um display up at the central branch right now that's like just funny books like books that are going to make you smile or mm-hmm. um we have a lot of like essay books in the 814s that are just funny short essays david sedaris is back there so like a lot, a lot of stuff like that he's good feel good mm-hmm. and uh, also the, maybe the best thing to do for the winter blues is to leave the winter blues yeah because you're going to Florida. I'm going to Florida in a car with, with a six-year-old. And a... Uh, and a ten-month-old and a neat freak. <laughs> uh, is that you or is that your husband? That's my husband. <laughs> so... You got the right car wish for me it. luck. Yeah, we got the van. That's going to be... Where are you going in Florida? Tampa, Orlando, and then Cape Canaveral because we're going to go to Kennedy Space Station. Okay. It's a long drive. It's a long drive. We're going to drive to, um, on Valentine's Day, we're going to drive to Kentucky, and mm-hmm. then we're going to wake up and go to Mammoth Cave. That is a fun place. Yeah. It's going to be tough with the baby, though. To go down in the cave? I think so. Maybe. I've been there before, so I'll bow out if I need to, but my older son wants to be a spelunker, so <laughs> you got to guess he was like in a cave. Yeah. And be like, well, if you don't like this, you're definitely not right. going to like it when yeah. there's water. You're not going to spelunk, mm-hmm. if that's a verb. Um, yeah. So but I'm very excited. I've never been on a vacation in winter. Mm-hmm. Um, I it really think fun. it's going to boost my spirits. I'm afraid of alligators. Well, I don't think there's many gators up by Tampa. No, it's further south. I think it's further south. But I could be wrong. It might just be maybe there's gators like there's deer just all over the place. Well, that I know. I think it is. But you'll I be fine. I think they're like squirrels. <laughs> That's how I imagine Florida is just. Just don't try to outrun. A, don't try to outrun a gator because I'm pretty sure they're much faster than they look. Well, I've looked into this because I have an irrational fear of getting eaten by an alligator. Um, they, they, their eyes are on the side of their head, so they can't. If you run in like a zigzag fashion. Oh, so you. They you, can't. They, they, they can't, can't like move there. You can't see my 
head motion, but they can't really swing that snout around fast enough to get you. So mm-hmm. that's life, my plan. Life lesson right there. I'm going to wear my Nikes. Mm-hmm. Running so zigzag kind of, fashion. Yep, that's what uh, Rickon should have done in Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he did not do that. Yeah. Uh, no. I guess I guess with that, we'll, we'll call it an episode. Do you have any songs you've been listening to? Um, yeah. I've been listening to... Uh, well, on our Spotify page, I created a sunshine playlist. Mm-hmm. That's all just kind of zippy, feel-good music. Or music with the word sunshine in it. Or light. Um, and I've been listening to I Got My Mindset on You by George Harrison a lot. Okay. I think he's a good winter listen. He's dark, but all peaceful. Mm-hmm. All right. We got some George Harrison for you to close the episode out. See you next time. Mm-hmm. I got my mindset.